Welcome to the Rally Hunt Club. In this episode, we're going to talk about our second spray. I got my good buddy here, Chuck Campbell. We're going to go over the second, our second spraying that we did a few weeks ago. And we're also going to kind of wrap up our um, planning discussion for the spring, summer. And we're going to go over that. But first, we're going to look at the videos before we get into that. So let's start the videos. All right, Chuck, what, what are we looking at right here, bud? Well, <clears throat> we're looking at uh, after the second spraying, about seven days after the second spraying, you're looking at uh, some pigweed that's left over. And then, but you're also looking at what it would have looked like if we hadn't sprayed. Uh, we had a lot of weeds in the field next to us. And uh, you could tell we're kind of a drought situation right here because you can see those weeds are really drying out right there too. Yeah, there's the before and after field shots. Um, here's some pictures of some nut grass that is uh, dying. Some of the nut grass uh, still very, a little persistent, but uh, the second spraying really took a toll on the nut grass. And one thing we found out about nut grass from the county agent is it grows through tubers in the ground. And um, so it's something to do with, you know, germinating through those tubers and growing new plants. Here's a picture of the big power line. And you can see that the rows are much cleaner. I did miss a row there uh, in the spraying process, but the rows that I got sprayed are much cleaner. The nut grass uh, really took a beating on that one. Uh, bottom left-hand corner, well, now the full screen. This is DeWitt's field. Uh, got some coffee weed in this field. It was super heavy coffee weed when I sprayed. It was so much coffee weed I didn't even, couldn't even tell where some of the rows were when I would go in and spray. That dark brown stems is dead coffee weed. And then to the right and in the center of that field right there is some coffee bean that it was just resistant to the spray. Uh, here to the right, we had a lot of carpet grass and uh, uh, nut grass. And I'm zooming in now to show the soybean plants that are still there. And you can see the brown uh, dead grass on both sides of the rows of these little bit of nut grass, still a little couple of green stems here and there. Yeah, that was that was dramatically, as you can see in those pictures right there. This uh, row of coffee bean to the left there that we just cut away from uh, was one of the areas where I missed and jumped a row. Now we're looking at uh, kind of seeing how healthy these plants are, even though they're getting browsed down. You can see the darker, bigger leaves are the mature leaves. The other leaves are the small new leaf growth. And we've been having a lot of new leaves come, and I think it's because the root systems are so developed that they're able to put on the new leaves when we get rain. We've been getting about an inch every other week, just enough to keep the plants going. So uh, you got healthy stalks and some roots, keeping, uh, keeping those new leaves coming back on those plants. <clears throat> Here we are rolling up some fence. Yeah, we took our fence down. Um, we planted these beans around the 18th of June. Um, 
we put the fence up around it. The fence did okay. I've already, I've shot a webisode talking about the fence. We have Chuck actually videos some deer inside the fence, and we figured out that that design probably is not the most efficient. So we've um, we're going to come up. We're going to try an offset design, which we talked about in the previous episode. But um, you know, we're rolling our wire up on this um, garden hole spool. Something we came up with, and um, we thought that was pretty ingenious because. We can ride on the golf back of the golf cart and unroll it, and it's really fast. And if anybody's ever put these fences up, you know how small those spools are, and you can't. It's real hard to put that wire back on those spools. But we really wanted to wrap up our talking about the soybeans. Um, we kind of have a mixed result here. Obviously, the the deer we've getting the bucks we're getting photos of their their horns are looking really good, but. Um, one of my goals was to have beans, actually make beans on the soybeans and carry those over. But because of the drought, because of the late planting, because of the deer pressure alone, um, I don't think we're going to get much higher than what we got. And um, what do you think, Chuck? Yeah, that's, that's probably the reason we decided to go ahead and take the fence down and uh, let them go ahead and browse uh, what's there. Um, this field did have more leaves um, but the deer were still getting pressure on it and the plants weren't a lot bigger uh, than the other fields and one thing uh, that I noticed about these these plants is they're actually starting to bloom. I talked mm -hmm. to uh, the county agent and two farmers and told them what we had going on and uh, the county agent was like you know you just you don't ever know, you know, if you get enough rain while you got the blooms, maybe you get a bean or two, but the farmers were like, you know, they'd be very surprised if we got any beans at all uh, because of the health of the plants at this stage. So it's, so it's like a double-edged sword, sort of. Um, we wanted to, the good news is the deer ate what we planted and they're still eating what the, we planted. Obviously, we got a ton of leaves on these um, soybeans, so they're going to eat. They're going to keep eating these soybeans up until the frost, which is normally doesn't happen until November. So this time last year, we, we didn't do as well. Um, we didn't spray and we didn't do that. You couldn't find a soybean, so we're incrementally getting better. Uh, obviously, next year's goal would be to have waist high soybeans that are full of full of beans on you know pods on the stalk. But um, I don't consider this a failure, do you, Chuck? No, you know, we learned a lot. Um, last year, I had that one field, it was about three acres, and mm -hmm. it got waist high. Um, we sprayed Roundup, but well, the, the, I think the giant difference in last year and this year was uh, the moisture. Mm -hmm. we, we were able to plant early May. We got rain an inch to two inches every week through the month of May. And by June, they were already 18 inches tall. Uh, these plants never made it over 10 inches in the whole their whole existence. They just, yeah. had, they just had stunted growth, you know? Yeah, we weren't able to plant until the uh, middle 18th, of June. 18th of June. And uh, we were ready to plant in early April. And um, April the 6th, we got really good rain and showers locally up there. And we decided, hey, local farmers are starting to do some soybean fields. 
So next rain we get, we're going to do it mm -hmm. and get the planning done and what have you. And we waited until June the 18th for rain. So uh, that was quite a long uh, dry spell. So yeah, it was tough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just terrible, terrible drought-filled summer to get the get the planning started with. So the so the things, so the one thing I consider we screwing up on would be we waited too long to spray. Obviously, got to spray ten days after your plant, as long as you get rain. Right, once it comes up, you got to spray. That's the only thing I really think we messed up with, and that really wasn't. You had things going on. I had things going on. This is part of that whole thing about being rally hunt club is you still got your life outside the, the hunting club. The other thing that um, we took off is we experienced, this is the first time we've done the fence in a while. So we, we bought an auger. We did the fence. We learned some things about the fence, and we're, going, we're still learning. We're going, to try that what we, we're going to try to take what we learned to next year. The next thing is we're spraying. We really... We really did some spray, and we really found out what works and what doesn't work. So that's probably the one thing we learned this year was using the implement and spraying and stuff like that. So I think that's going to make us better yet next year. Now, once again, we've got peanuts around that power line field, and the deer antlers are looking really good. you got to admit, those nine bucks on the power line, those three and a half are looking good, and the four and a half is looking good. So um, I don't consider it a failure. I, they're out there nailing those soybeans as they're going to the peanuts. And um, next year, just just try to get them higher. We've got some ideas for that. Try to get them um, beans waist high if the weather permits and get them planted early enough. And um, I still want beans on the pods, <laughs> and I want to carry them over January and February. I want to be sitting here going, look, 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 I got beans, just like we had on the stop sign. Now, the stop sign we talked about was a little test plot where we had the dove field this year. And um, that's a whole lot less browse pressure because it's right up next to the road, so the deer can only go out there in the dark. And Chuck sprayed that, and let me tell you something, it put on some beans, didn't it? And, yeah, um, very good. And they were eating those beans all the way up till March, first of April, till we burned it and inherited it in. And that's our goal for next year. And I mean, anything you want to add before we wrap this episode up and wrap and wrap up the soybean planting for this year? Yeah, the um, I agree on. Uh, we're going to change this fencing mm -hmm. uh, to a different style fencing. Um, you know, we we can't do anything about you know, Mother Nature and the rain or whatever like that. But one of the things we did talk about changing was switching over from Roundup-ready soybean oh, yeah. to Ignite-ready soybean. And so uh, uh, the county agent was telling me you might want to run two years Roundup-ready, then two years Ignite, and kind of switch back and forth because you're going to get some weeds that become Roundup-resistant or Ignite-resistant. And so we're going to try switching over next year and seeing if that helps us out. And then uh, the other thing was is uh, uh, we're going to go back and double-check our soil samples and see if we're doing the right thing with the fertilizer and the lime. Yeah, we also talked about we were going to put the chicken. We use chicken fertilizer, which is chicken manure. And apparently over the years, um, the, guy that the guy that was planting this before us and what we've also learned is it seems like the deer stay off of the fields for two or three weeks. They just don't like to smell. So we're thinking with the, we put the fence back around, we put the chicken manure out, and we plant within a couple weeks of that. 
maybe we can get that. And good Lord bless us with some two or three inches of rain. We get them soybeans 10, 12 inches off, off the ground. We'll be in business. But that's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts, right, buddy? Yeah, it's amazing trying to line all that stuff up. Uh, hats off to the farmers that are doing it on dry land. Wow. I hear you. I'm glad you sell chicken, and I'm glad I do computer software. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for watching Reality Hunt Club. we got some more episodes coming. We're going to talk about corn in our feeders, and we're getting ready for bow season and dove season. And um, this has been good. I'm glad I got Chuck. I want to thank Chuck for helping me out with these videos. We're going to continue this. I just think it's better having two, a two-way input into this. So if I miss something or if he adds something or whatever, I think I just think we'll get better quality video. So um, hope you guys learned something from this. I know Chuck and I did, and we look forward to next year's planting. And thanks for watching Rally Hunt Club, and stay tuned for more episodes.